Welcome to the Rich Happy Dentist Podcast, where being rich in dentistry isn't just about the money. We coach dentists and their teams to build a practice around their lifestyles instead of building their lives around their dental practice. Today, we have a special guest. Dr. Kurt Williams was raised in Salina, Kansas and attended the University of Nebraska College of Dentistry. Returning to his roots to open his dental practice in Ellsworth, Kansas, Dr. Williams and his amazing team have served patients for three decades. He's an active member of the Brady Group Inner Circle and a valuable contributor to our YGI group. Dr. Williams and his team are always up for a challenge. Today, Dr. Williams shares his story of how he went from wanting to give up dentistry to working only 12 days a month with more profitability than ever. So welcome, Dr. Williams. I feel like we've kind of grown up together in the Brady Group. <laughs> I remember meeting you and your team for the very first time at a live event. I think it was a front desk goddess retreat. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So tell me how your practice was uh, is different now versus how it was back when I first met you. <laughs> oh, my. Um, I think I've shared this with you that uh, when we went to that uh, front desk goddess I guess it was a retreat, you called it. You know, quite honestly, I was just looking for something close by that was cheap that we could go to. Had no idea <laughs> what it was going to become for me. Um, and at that point in my professional career, quite honestly, I was thinking about getting out. Um, I, I was burnt out. I was stressed out. I didn't feel like as hard as I worked that I could get ahead. And uh, I really was about ready to pull the plug. And uh, that was probably the best day in my professional life. And maybe not my life, but it's affected my life so positively that it ranks right up there in my personal life, too. So, yeah, that my life is completely different. Uh, you know, de- running a dental office is never easy. It's a very complex uh, thing. And I don't think the general public truly understands anything about it. Uh, but I will say this, um, I am so much less stressed. Um, I don't worry about every little spot that's open on the schedule. Um, I, I actually cherish the times we have availability so that maybe we can catch our breath because we are so efficient that, uh, um, I'm, I'm, we're truly blessed. We don't have, we don't, we don't hurt for patients filling our chairs. We have too many and that's actually a good problem. Uh, but, uh, I, we don't work near as many days. I get to take a lot more time off. We have more, uh, disposable income. We're able to invest in the practice. Uh, everybody in my office is happier and I can tell you my patients are way happier now. So great. Well, that's awesome. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what that, uh, has looked like logistically for you, but, uh, for now, tell me just a little bit about the, the, your practice model, the dynamics of your practice, and a little bit about Ellsworth, Kansas, America. Ah. Well, first of all, Ellsworth is a little tiny town. We have about 28, 2,900 people, and uh, so that's not very big. And I'm not the only dentist here. We have another dentist in town as well, and uh, we, are list- we are in a county of 6,000 people, so we're not a very big county. Uh, socioeconomically, it's it's not a very uh, rich county at all, um, but we are uniquely positioned in between three 
center town centers that have a little bit more population when you're by Salina, about 30 miles away from Salina, and they have about 55,000. We're about 38 miles away from Great Bend, and they have roughly 30,000 folks. And they were about 60 miles from Hayes, and Hayes has, oh, 40-ish, 45,000 folks. But um, my practice model is we're pretty lean and mean. We have a small group of highly motivated staff, and they care for one another very deeply. Uh, we support one another. Uh, we work 12 days a month, and um, we have earned that, I believe, over the years. <laughs> when I tell okay. people we work 12 days a month, they just about fall out of their chair. Um, <laughs> I tell them they're dentists, and they go, there's no way. And I, it's, I go, yep, yeah, there's a way. <laughs> and it, right. it, it's been a true blessing for us. Yeah. Okay. So I know you see pa patients from outside of Ellsworth. You yes. mentioned, you know, gave us a little bit about the demographic, but tell me about your marketing approach and how you uh, bring patients in from other areas. Well, that's, we knew early on before I even joined the Brady group that uh, Ellsworth wouldn't support us um, in the manner that we felt we needed to be to pay the bills. So we, constantly started working on uh, widening our net, so to speak. And quite honestly, at the beginning, I just had a shotgun approach. I didn't know what would work. So I did a lot of uh, advertising in newspapers. I did radio stations. I even went to one CE course where they um, sold a package of TV ads. And so I did that. I spent money on TV ads. And through the years, we realized that you can't just break the bank trying to do that. You have to have a system, systemic or a systematic way of doing things. And sure. um, so when we started limiting the budget, then I realized the TV ads didn't work at all, uh, believe it or not. I, they were too well done. <laughs> I think they felt <laughs> this, this can't be true. Um, and then I got with, uh, finally got my website just right. I'm really proud of my website. Um, and I got with the marketing company that you turned us on to prime dental leads. They've been fantastic and I still do radio and possibly the best thing I do locally is I do a small little radio show monthly. Um, that's a half an hour, ask the expert show. And I've been doing that for nine years, I believe. Wow. And that's turned into quite a, a good thing for my office. Okay. Excellent. So you mentioned you work 12 days a month and that uh, for so many people seems inconceivable. And yeah, we see a lot of doctors that really build their life around their practice. And you've done a fantastic job of building your practice around your life, both for you and your team. So tell me a little bit more about how that works. Well, one of the, and of course, all these things I've been taught by the Brady group, it wouldn't have been possible, but uh when you sit there and you try to figure out how to um, pare your days of work down, you really have to be organized and you have to have a lot of systems in place. But, uh, you know, we sit down as a group and you were talking about uh, also for the teams uh, around the team's lives. And one of the very basic things that I think will make or break a practice is whether or not your team trusts each other and you have an open line of communication. And so yes. every morning, we sit down and we have a 10, sometimes it goes longer, 15 minute uh, office meeting. It goes longer because everybody likes each other. They just want to chat. So we've <laughs> got to get uh, the social stuff out of the way. 
But uh, once a week, we have a, an hour-long staff meeting. And during that staff meeting, we talk about the schedule as far as, you know, out six to eight to 12 months. And I always ask everybody, does anybody have anything, anytime they want specifically off for their family? Do you have any plans that you guys have made or talked about with your family about wanting to go someplace? And I always listen to everybody's, their, everybody's uh, time that they want to have off, and we work that out. Um, conversely, sometimes the schedule's set, but if somebody needs time off, I really hold tight to the, to the principle that when one person's off, we're all off. So yes. they bring it to the table. They discuss it. We talk about it. And I got to tell you, I'm so proud of my team. I don't think they've ever frowned. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Susie, I don't have a Susie, but Susie's asking for time off again. Nobody abuses that. But when they bring it, everybody's like, oh, we're going to work this out because we want to support them and whatnot. And so uh, we make changes. And that doesn't matter if we have to call people and tell them. And, you know, people don't like to be called and told their appointment needs to be changed. But, you know, you have to support your staff. And if if they need time off, we need to do it. We need to work it out. And as far as my family goes, I've, I've always had, well, you know, I have a pretty good sized family. I have four children and now I have seven grandkids and. Oh my yeah. word. <laughs> and so we love to take time off for our family. And uh, so anytime there's a big event, we're always taking extra time off for that. And then of course we squeeze in a few, a couple, couple, three or four trips during the year. So uh, it's, it's just a blessing to be able to be a, a practicing dental office where we actually can control the schedule so that we can work it around yes. our lives. So you figured out that a long time ago that it's not about the number of days or the time that you and your team put in. Oh, yeah, it was hard. That, that was If you're talking about somebody who was uh, just uh, stressing out about any openings in the schedule because, quite honestly, we weren't making ends meet, I was that guy. Uh, when you told us, when, when the Brady Group told me when I joined the Brady Group that right away you have to pare your schedule down to 15 days, I about had a heart attack. Uh, I was like, <laughs> no way. I can't do that. It's just not going to happen. But then when you give your, your give us the tools as far as the block scheduling, the, the open lines of communication, the planning appointments, the things like that, you just get much more organized. And it really takes that stress out of your life and after you've done it for a while the 15 days you realize you know what we can go down to 14 days we can go down to 13 days we can go down to 12 days <laughs> i've been doing 12 days now for four maybe five years and I, wow. I can tell you we make as much money or more than we did when we were working 15 days okay so uh, that kind of leads to my next question, and I think you answered it. Uh, have you seen a decrease? I know you were worried about cutting down to 15 days initially. Have you ever seen a decrease in your net income in minimizing days? No, it's it's gone up. <laughs> it's okay. definitely gone up, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right, awesome. You guys have done a, a fantastic job, and one of the things that I brag on you about quite frequently is uh, the fact that on more, more than one occasion, you and your team have taken a not so great month. And instead of saying, well, we just need to get this month out of the way, you've managed to, to turn it around very quickly into a great month. And oftentimes you and I'll talk and you'll say, you know what, we just got back to basics. Yeah. So for you, what are the quote unquote basics? 
Well, number one, when you're struggling and stressed, you just, one of the things that goes out the window lots of times is the schedule. Uh, right away, people just start throwing things in anywhere, trying to get somebody in that might, might pay for something. Um, and that doesn't work. That really just cuts your head off uh, as far as success goes. So basics for me are A, are we scheduled the goal? Uh, whatever our goal is that day, that's number one. Number two, have we scheduled the morning so that it's ideal? And if we have an opening, that what you call boulders, boulder appointments, the, the productive appointments where uh, there's more income coming into the practice. If we're not open, if somebody, if somebody cancels, have we filled that spot with another boulder that might be scheduled further, further down the road? And if we haven't, what can we do to get that scheduled? And then number three, the planning appointment is so important. You need to have time for a planning appointment every day. And I'd be honest, when you're struggling, people want to put little tiny things in that, in that place of a planning appointment. And if that planning appointment's not open, if somebody calls you that morning, well, you can't offer it to them, can you? So right. I can't tell you how many times we've had a goal for the month and we have been so short of it. And all of a sudden somebody calls and my, my team took the initiative and said, well, we have to actually have an appointment opening today. Can you come? And they said, yes. And they came in and all of a sudden it saved our month. We had, we've had two or three days where that at the very end of the month, we actually made our whole month just by the last two or three days. And we thought it was going to be a terrible month and it ended up being really good. Okay. Four times All right. Than not. So, yeah. absolutely. So it, it sounds like uh, in talking about the planning appointment, um, that's a very significant part of your your case acceptance process, your communication. What uh, what would you say? Because we hear quite often uh, we've got some newer practices and they're just not really seeing the value in a planning appointment. They're concerned about asking their patients to come back. And they're very caught up in chair-side diagnosis. So what would you say to someone in that situation? Well, I would say that if you're interested in doing emergency dentistry, that's the way you should do it. But if you're interested in doing comprehensive dentistry, not having very many emergency calls, not having a million changes to your schedule, then I would do a planning appointment. Uh, you miss so much diagnosis if all you do is chair site. You don't have the time to sit down and just include the patient in the discussion. You end up telling the patient what they need instead of asking the patient what they want. That's huge. Yes. Asking a patient what they want. I can't tell you how much I've learned just letting the patient talk. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I, I, I used to be the guy that just felt like they needed to know how much I knew. <laughs> And right. now, exactly. now I don't say much at all. I, do, I talk, uh, but it, a lot of the times I'm talking not about dentistry. <laughs> so, okay, so, good yeah. for you. So it, anyway, I think, I think we miss the patient relationship that can, is the biggest blessing of being a practicing dentist. If it's all work and not getting to know your patients, you're missing the entire enjoyment of being, being their family dentist or their, their personal dentist that they're proud to tell their friends of. Uh, about. And, and I think that if you slow down, you do the planning appointment, you uncover all their questions at the beginning, you start that line of communication. And on top of that, when they leave your office, they go down and they tell their friend, oh my goodness, 
Dr. Williams' office is incredible. They just asked me what I thought about this, and I don't think I've been asked that at my three previous dentists. So it makes a big difference. <laughs> okay, super. So let me ask you this, just, and I think I, I, I know the answer, but I just want uh, you to share. From your point of view, you mentioned planning appointment, relationship. I mean, if you're to sum up the entire case acceptance process, what would you say are the three most important things that your team knows contribute to that process in your practice? Well, I would say, number one, um, you said this many times, doctors, you are steering the ship, but you can't get away from that. So the planning appointment happens. You have to have, the doctor has to have a quiet confidence, not a, not a cockiness, not an arrogance, just a quiet confidence some that can come through them so the patients know that when you say something, you're speaking the truth and you're going to be able to do it. The second thing is your, your staff works off of that too. And the third thing is building that relationship so the patients totally get involved. Uh, I can tell you that if I sit in a, in a consultation or a planning appointment with a patient and the patient's just sitting there not speaking at all, it's not going to go well. Um, so my staff knows they have to uncover, uh, what is the patient's really big hot button and they have to get that patient involved before I come in there. Um, because if we don't, it's just not going to be a good situation for anybody. So I would say quiet confidence on the doctor's part that transfers through the, to, to the assistants and the, and the staff, uh, number two, and a good arranging uh, conversation with the patients that uncovers what they really want as a hot button. And then um, number three, I would say, do not shy away from discussing comprehensive dentistry. I think some of us get a little nervous about talking about too much treatment, but quite honestly, it's refreshing to the patients to be able to hear everything that's going on. So those three things. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, there's a story that just came to mind, and I've told it many times, uh, just about Carmen, uh, that I think is, is awesome, and how she got in the habit of telling patients that, uh, whether it's implants or, uh, you know, restorative treatment, whatever, that uh, telling patients, oh, you're going to love it. This is Dr. Williams' favorite <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Like, it, can you tell that story about the patient who was referred that called in as a new patient? You remember what I'm talking about? Is it the one who they, could, uh, wouldn't even open his mouth for us? <laughs> well, it, that that's probably another really good story. But where Carmen got so used to seeing, uh, you know, this is Dr. Williams' thing to do. And then a patient, a referral, had actually called in and uh, said, I am looking for, I believe it was implants. I hear it's Dr. Williams' favorite thing to do. <laughs> and uh, I love that story because it, it just um, it just emulates, like you said, the, the confidence, the confidence that, uh, you know, you have emulated that your team feeds off of. Uh, and you guys are such a united front, which kind of brings me to the next uh, you know, question here. You have a really healthy team culture. You don't have a lot of turnover. And if people have left, uh, you know, in the very handful of times over the last several years, it's pretty much because they've had a significant life change. Uh, has it always been that way in your practice life? Uh, no, it has not. Uh, them to take ownership in the practice 
has really created um, a fantastic uh, practice atmosphere. On top of that, because the practice is doing better, they all have earned fantastic bonuses. Um, uh, they've earned a really good bonus every year when you add it all together. It's amazing how much it adds to their income. So they're getting paid way better than anyone anyone around locally. In fact, I'd put them up nationally with any dental office. Um, so they're paid well, they're respected, they're given responsibility, they have opportunities to grow, and they literally have ownership in the practice. I can't tell you how many times they'll come to me with a problem and they are sincerely concerned. They wanna fix it. Uh, they wanna figure out a way to fix it. And I would say the last thing is, we don't have any superstars. We have all team players. And when, yes. when we come out and from a planning appointment that didn't go well, uh, whoever the person is that's in there helping us close the, the case, if it doesn't close, they can't wait till the end of the day so we can ask and talk about it. What we could have done better? What could I have said? I got stuck on this item. How, what would you have said? Uh, they just ask each other for help all the time. And it's, it's really great because I'm not the one who has to tell them to do that. They're doing it on their own. Okay. I love that you said we have no superstars and uh, we see that all the time. There's a superstar in the office that the doctor says, if so-and-so left, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and, you know, that's not a good thing. You know, it's, it's everybody is contributing and everybody has special gifts and uh, they complement each other. And you said something really critical earlier about trust that your team trusts each other. And, uh, you know, I have no doubt that is a huge part of what, what breeds that healthy culture and, uh, you know, your vision. Um, yeah. Tell me what role vision plays for you uh, just in that culture and the direction. Well, vision is without a vision, how do you ever get anywhere? I mean, you have to have a vision. And if you don't, if you don't share that with your team, uh, why you joined the Brady Group or you're doing something different. If you don't share why you're doing something, you won't continue doing it. The team won't buy in. They won't help you get uh, to accomplish that vision. And so I shared with them a long, long time ago. I remember when I joined the Brady Group, we had quite a bit of staff change at the beginning when we were in the Brady Group. And it wasn't because I was dissatisfied with the staff members. They were dissatisfied that I was changing things and that they decided they didn't want to get on board. And I remember having some heart to hearts and I, I told them, I said, you know, I've made the determination that I am not happy with the way things have been going. And I'm doing this. I'm investing a lot of effort, time, energy, and money in doing this. I expect my staff to support me. And if you don't want to do this, I understand that's okay. And so they understand my vision. They understand that the vision incorporates everybody being much happier um, and, and that, that we are. And so they live it and work it and, and, and do it every single day. Okay. Yeah. Vision is super important. And a lot, a lot of folks skip that part, I'm afraid. Oh yeah. They want to just get to the end result without ever doing the hard work of the planning and forethought ahead of time. That's right. That's right. So one final question, Dr. Williams, <laughs> what would you tell your uh, younger self, I guess, what words of wisdom would you have for yourself back when you first started your dental practice? That is a loaded question. <laughs> there are so many things I would tell myself. 
But I would say the number one thing that would have saved me so much heartache and so much frustration and so much stress, I would tell my younger self, you don't know how to run a practice. You don't know how to run the business side. You know the dental side, even though you still need to get better <laughs> with my younger self, uh, always getting better. But I would say, find the Brady group now <laughs> and, and oh. <laughs> sign on right now because uh, you you will love yourself the rest of your life because of the decision you made. Uh, and I just can't say that enough. I mean, I went from a guy literally about ready to hang it up and go sell houses or go sell insurance to the guy that I love my profession. I love the field that I've chosen. I love what I do. And uh, I, I love the fact that I get to take so many days off. And it's just, it's just been a blessing. I can tell you that. Okay. Well, you guys are the ones that have to do the hard stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, kudos to you. So what's next for Dr. Kurt? Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I am 55 uh, and I'm going to be 56 here in about a month or two. And I'm not ready to retire, even though I feel like I've been practicing forever. I've been in practice 31 years this summer. Uh, oh, wow. But uh, I am looking at um, the thought of an associate. Um, I have not decided if and when I'm going to do that. But I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, the 12 days, we are apparently so popular now that I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be able to continue this without some other body in the office because... <laughs> it's just a lot. We're, we're so blessed with really, really good work that, uh, that I might need to share. Um, but I'm trying to figure that out, Amy. And, um, as far as the retirement word, I'm, I'm, I am just starting to make plans for that too. But the good thing is I'm not in a, in a rush situation. I've got time to work that out. And I know I've got good people like you and Chris to lean on that can help me make those decisions when, and if I choose to make them. Okay. Well, we, uh, we are excited for you. The, the fun thing, like you said, is working 12 days a month. It's you, you're kind of sort of uh, quasi retired. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can still, and your team, yeah. you can still do what you want. And uh, you know, that makes it a lot of fun where you aren't um, just hanging everything on that day. You get to finally retire. Right. right. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we sure do appreciate you and your team and the wonderful contribution you guys, uh, you know, make to to the Brady Group and our events and, and everything else. But, um, you know, we are excited for what's next. And we just really thank you for being a part and thank you for taking time to share today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Amy. Anytime. I um, want to share a story with you real quick. It's it won't take yeah. long. This is a Carmen story. It's it's Aww. hilarious. It's literally okay. hilarious it just happened two days ago and she was the one helping me with the plan. And this gal came in and she's a retired nurse and um, she had a couple bridges just fall apart in her mouth and we've never seen her. And she came in and she was interested in some implants and throughout the planning, she's a very intelligent lady and throughout the, uh, whole planning appointment, she kept saying how she's done a lot of research on implants done a lot of research on implants. So Carmen, when I when I came in and, and did the planning session with her, we figured out what she wanted to do. Carmen went to figure the cost, and I always get a little, if it takes too long, I get a little antsy. Anyway, after talking with the patient, I said, well, I'm going to go check on that real quick. And um, 
So I go out there and Carmen's just finishing up. I go, I had a really good feeling about this patient. So I, I, instead of me quoting the fee, I just said, Carmen, I'm just going to let you do it. She goes, she kind of looks at me. I go, yep. You just go ahead and quote the fee. I think it's going to go. <laughs> anyway, she goes in there. This, this is the funny part. She walks in there and she goes, so you, I understand after our discussions, you've done a lot of research on implants. Of course, the lady said, yes, I have. She goes, during that research, did you ever see how much implants cost? Did you ever research what the cost for implant uh, procedures are? And she goes, well, no, I, I haven't looked into that. And she goes, well, I have some really, really good news. And the lady's just, it's a hooker in. She goes, we just bought an AED for our office. And if you have a heart attack, we can bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> she told that. Oh, that's she awesome. She said that and the lady just howled. I mean, I, the whole office heard it. They were laughing so hard, both of them. We're trying to figure out what the hell she said. Anyway, the lady goes, oh, my God, I love it when somebody has a sense of humor. And oh, so great. then Carmen told her, well, it's going to be $19,900. And she goes, well, that's not bad. I thought it was going to be twenty. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love oh, Carmen. Yeah. She is so oh, awesome. It's just funnier than heck. Uh, of course, she wouldn't have done out on anybody. She had a feeling about this lady, but it was probably right, calm herself right? down. She might have needed AED too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Uh, That's right. Oh, I love that. I may have to share that. You story might. Well. You might. I'll, I'll work that in. She, uh, long story uh, short, the lady wrote a check right there. <laughs> There you go. Well, I, I love that you guys, uh, again, you, you, you're in tune. You guys are in yeah, tune. Yeah. Why are you working so hard? Are you hoping to experience more happiness, better balance, more income, more fun, more time off, and less stress than ever before? You can make a positive difference in your profession and still be fulfilled. You'll be better able to serve your patients by offering quality, comprehensive care, creating a win-win cycle for you, your patients, and your team members. Are you ready to make a change that your future self will thank you for? Call us now to schedule your free coaching session and experience the possibility. 800-592-7239.